Well, things continue to percolate, things continue to make people worried, and I think now is a good time to look at some of the more advanced techniques and resources that you and I can put to good use. Come on in, let's talk about this. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. And we are located in the Medford White City area of Southern Oregon. And uh, that's kind of where we do business. If you ever have an opportunity, we'd love to have you stop on by the range and say hi, get to meet you face to face. Well, I completed my Ollie class. We had a good group, 50 people, got to about nine hours of in-class training or online training, depending what they chose. And one thing we did in the last class, especially in light of recent current events, was looking at some of the more advanced ideas and advanced topics, because we have to be honest, things are heating up, and I don't care if you focus on the weather or you focus on the political situation, things are getting a little interesting, and that's not in a good way. So I thought I'd circle back on some of the ideas we talked about and go a little more in depth. You're going to notice, and I'm sure you saw it when you came in, there will be a number of links at the login site where you pick up this podcast. I want to share a lot of links because I am a curator. That means I go out and find things, mix them up, reshape them, and pass them on to you. So these sites I'm referring you to are sites that have passed my uh, respectability, reliability uh, standards, uh, and I, I hope you'll give them a look and check out their uh, information. Interestingly enough, I was reviewing some old podcasts. I'm actually thinking of taking some of the older stuff from five and six years ago out because things have changed very significantly. That is, uh, what used to be three days now is two weeks. Now it's is actually you have to have up to about 30 days supplies to be considered prepared. And those are the type of things that are important. One thing that has come up repeatedly, both in class and here on the podcast and in even personal conversations, what about medications? Well, when I first started doing this, what you had to do is be friendly with a vet who would uh, help get you some pet medicine if you needed antibiotics, like uh, fish medications could be used for people. It's not pleasant. Uh, it's basically amoxicillin, which is, uh, for me, very lower GI unfriendly. Well, in the last six years, there's now uh, the ability for people to buy people medicine. And what I've done is gone to the True Prepper site, and I'm providing a link and it's the best antibiotics for a prepper's emergency kit. Now, I'm going to say this about 10 times and you're going to get angry, but uh, if you're going to look at medications, and these are over-the-shelf real medications, there is some paperwork involved and this is not cheap, uh, make sure you are aware of the drug inter interactions be sure you are aware of what this medicine is to do. Now, most of the things are antibiotics. Uh, for example, the first one is uh, a tetracycline type drug, and it's good for bioterror and, and uh, things like anthrax, but it's not commonly used. Uh, there are a number of things that happen to you when you take 
antibiotics, and one of them is uh, you're going to get some problems with your immune system. It tends to clear everything out. So there are some other things you may need to take. Basic disclaimer, I am not a doctor. I am not qualified to give medical advice. I am qualified to tell you where to get more information to discuss with your health care provider. I'm saying it again, discuss any antibiotics or medications with your health care provider. The site they refer you to does apparently do some interaction with you and some checking, and that's good. Understand your personal allergies. I can't take penicillin. Okay, so I should, I, should I, I know that. I would need to know that before I took some of these medicines. Also, where is this medicine from? What is the source of this medication? You're checking with your physician. You're understanding what these things are and what they do and what their side effect is. And where is this stuff from? If it's from the United States and Canada, you've got a 99% chance of it being good stuff. If it's from Buffalo Bob's uh, Fildert and Omeprazole in, I can't pronounce it, Stan, you probably are getting junk. You could even be getting something that is not good. So, promised I'd say it a lot. Your best bet is to check with your own personal physician your health care provider, and say, hey, I am prepping. You can purchase extra medicine. I have, through my doctor and through my pharmacy, paid the necessary money for an extra 30-day supply of those things I must take. I then rotate those in with my present stock, so I'm not putting one bottle of pills off in the woods somewhere, and then six months to a year to two years later, hoping it's still going to be good. I rotate my stuff out, just like I do in my food and my water and everything else that is perishable. So best bet, go to your doctor, get some information. If it turns out you can do this, check this site out. It looks like it has a lot of common medications. They appear to be using good protocols, but like anything else, it's your responsibility to make sure of what you're putting in your mouth and what's it going to do when it hits your tummy. There are also things, I know Amazon has a pharmacy, as I think of it, and you would probably be able to work with them. Bear in mind, anything that is a controlled medication, like a pain control, I'll use oxycodone because that's commonly known, but anything, uh, Vicodin, things that you need a prescription for for pain pills, you're probably not going to be able to get extra of. That's a possible uh, addiction, misuse, uh, black market thing. I don't see a lot of people going out and, hey man, can you hook me up with some oxacillin? Uh, it, it, it could happen, but it's not something, all it's going to do is give you a loose stool and uh cure your cure your rash so it's not a party drug look at what you're getting know the source know what it's going to do start with your health care professionals also on the same issue first aid pdfs also on this site one is where there is no doctor it's a village care handbook and it's a guide for getting 
through a difficult first aid situation when you don't have a lot of resources. And this is basically made for uh, third world countries or people dropping into Mesopotam and trying to help out uh, the locals. They don't have a lot of things to use. So what can you, uh, what can you do? How can you treat people? with basic roots and herbs. Now, I will tell you, quite frankly, I have worked with a person, an individual used to be with our group, knew a lot about herbal and natural medicine. This person studied for years. Do not go out and grab a book off Amazon and go through the forest and start picking stuff and trying to eat it. This requires training. This is why it's advanced. If you're going to look at this stuff, herbal medicine, uh, folk medicine, work with someone who actually knows what you're doing, especially when you get into uh, gathering roots and berries out there. That Some of that stuff can kill you. Some of this stuff can cause paralysis. Some of this stuff is very lethal. So this is advanced. Yes, explore new alternatives. Yes, begin training. Yes, get good resources. And don't expect this to be a snap. Okay, I read the book. I'm good to go. I would not anymore uh, try and jump out of a plane with no instruction. Then I would gather roots and berries and, you know, oh, tree bark. You can use that for aspirin if it's the right sort of tree bark, maybe. So there is another PDF that I think is important where there is no dentist. Now, this is a dental guide. Uh, for layman's terms, what to do when you're out in the middle of nowhere, when something hits the fan. I have been in situations, I had an impacted wisdom tooth requiring a root canal and actually ended up in an implant. My whole face hurt. Uh, I, I cannot tell you when the, when the dental stuff really starts and gets really, really bad, it's excruciating. I couldn't think, I couldn't eat, I couldn't keep food down. It was horrible. So what dent we all you know, we got we got our uh, first aid kit, we got our emergency food, we got this, we got that. What are you gonna do in a dental emergency? Well, who's the first person you're gonna talk to? You're gonna talk to your dentist and find out what's available, what their information is, and then there's this guide, what to do in an emergency things that have to uh, happen. And again, this is looking at places where there aren't uh, root canal uh, specialists. There are drawings in this thing. There's taking care of your teeth. The first rule of treatment is uh, keep your teeth clean. Even if you don't have your water pick with you uh, and looking at uh, the hygiene, you can actually take a twig like our forebearers used to do and feather it with your knife and uh, using some different things, get stuff off your teeth, rinsing, flossing, prodding as best you can. So looking at alternatives, both it, when there's no doctor, when there's no dentist, alternative medicines, when you don't have access to your local pharmacy, and all the precautions that go with that. This is not something you want to do uh, just putting on a respirator or a gas mask the first time, there's going to be some fumbling. There's going to be some problems. If you're talking about your health, this is something to invest your time in right now. Talk to your healthcare provider. Talk to your dentist. Get good information and get 
don't go to one source. Go to a number of sources and make sure they're reputable. I make a lot of uh, jokes about where people get their information. Use your good sense. These are your teeth. This is your stomach. Those are your chest pains. You're going to want the most accurate, reliable information you can get. Okay, also talking on the idea of long-term, uh, the idea of survival caches and dispersing your resources. Well, what does that mean? Well, okay, I've got a wonderful supply of supplies. And let's say for the sake of discussion, because I'm not going to tell you where it is, I've got it in the garage. Okay. Tree falls on the garage, flattens it all. I am now without supplies. If you have a hurricane, your supplies can be scattered over a six-block radius. It's nice to share, but not particularly in that manner. Survival caches, whether they're large or small in content, is a great way to disperse what you have. That way, if something happens to the supplies in the garage, you still have some in the closet in the house. And generally, these are small amounts of supplies. So we're not talking about a bunker or a survival shelter you've dug out in the woods. This can be like a five-gallon pail that is sealed and has extra food, extra information, extra cash, money, things like that. I'm going to include a uh, YouTube from Canadian Prepper. That's the top YouTube prepping channel, and it covers this idea in a very, very good point. Also, where are you going to put your things? If you can bury it in the backyard, 100 yards away from the house, may not be a bad idea. Think about things like water. Think about things like animals and pets and other people. And you can't control every situation, no matter how well prepared we are. So let's keep everything kind of spread out. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. There's also included in this section I am sharing with you, in addition to bug out locations, how to get free survival maps in your area. This is something, and it's a good idea to have extra maps, some in the car, some in your survival cache, some in your bug out bag. And I talked about this with my class, Topo Maps topographical maps which show yes you know from here to there you can see this on, on the ground but how steep is that hill if you're having mobility issues or you've been injured you may want to know that that's about a six percent grade you're going to be huffing up with everything you've got so learning to use a compass learning to use a map understanding where you're going and how to get there. And I am surprised, and I've mentioned this before, I'm the number of people who don't know how to read a map anymore. I've got my GPS. Yeah, until the GPS goes down. So survival caches are a great idea. These are mini kits. If everything works, you've just got extra supplies. So it's not a waste. If something happens and supply stash A is unavailable, destroyed, burned up, whatever, you've still got kits B, C, and D. There should be some redundancy. That means make sure you've got a little medicine, make sure you've got a little cash, make sure you've got those basic things you need in each kit. 
It's the same idea of the bug out bag has turned into almost a transformer, if you will. All those kits come together and now you have a big supply of commonly used goods. So I will also include, there is a thing on uh, Amazon. It's specially made. It's got a, it's a hard plastic case. It is water. It's got an O-ring seal. It's like $17 and it will accept a padlock. That is the one thing that's very important. We had someone in class looking for a way to secure things in their car because people, uh, especially in certain areas, Portland is where you go to do your shopping by breaking into someone else's car at night. It's, it's really bad up there. It can happen here as well. So if you're looking for something to lock up, attach it to the frame of your car, attach a solid lock to it, and even if somebody digs it up and you've cabled it to a route, they're going to have to work real hard to get that out of there, or cable it to a metal pipe and metal fitting. So let's look at how you're going to plan for something just beyond the bug out bag. That's what we like to talk about. Let's look at our medical needs. Let's look at good informed choices on our medical needs, whether it's first aid, antibiotics, or dental needs. And let's look at spreading your supplies out in safe and secure areas. Now, this is not, this is a quick read, but it requires a lot of thought. Just digging a hole in the backyard and putting a plant on top of it may not be the best idea. Do some serious thought. What kind of traffic do you get? Uh, if you're out on public land, it's a crapshoot, but stop and think about it. Let's start thinking about this as a uh, long-term plan on where you're going to put extra survival caches. Okay, I uh, think we covered that fairly well. I'm hoping you will follow these links I'm sharing and dig deep. Don't just listen to this and go, oh yeah, good idea, good idea, and then action. Stop talking, start doing. We do have new shooter classes. These have become quite popular. A lot of people have gone out and purchased a firearm. Please uh, take a new shooter class, learn about the changes both in the laws and the changes in ammunition and the changes in firearms. There have been new developments and how to even field strip your firearm. It's getting somewhat complicated. Proper cleaning will prevent you from hearing the worst sound you've ever heard in a gunfight, and that's click. Nothing happening. Knowing how to clean your gun, knowing how to use it lawfully and properly, that's what we want to help a new shooter develop the very basics. We have, of course, the concealed carry class. That's happening on November the 11th next month, which, by the way, is Veterans Day. Thank you, my brothers and sisters. Uh, thank you for what you've done, what you're doing. And uh, for those of you who are thinking of a CHL class, we offer live fire, and it's indoors. It's an all-day class. It's not 10 minutes full of war stories. Next CHL class coming up on December the 9th, and December makes me think of gift certificates. Gift certificates are available on the website for any class we offer. Give the gift of empowerment, give the gift of self-sufficiency. Uh, 
classes are available as uh, as listed on the web. We do offer personal one-on-one -on -one training. Those are premium classes because instead of a class uh, with a number of people in it, you're getting one-to-one -one instruction, but they're worth a whole lot more. So, classes coming up, new challenges ahead. I'd like to invite you to uh, stop by the range. Uh, either just come by and say howdy or get some well-needed practice. We will be back next week right here, same bat time, same bat station. And until then, be safe. We'll see you next week. The preceding program was a presentation of Retired Guy Productions.